MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by SGPN Fantasy Football. Dominate your draft with a free SGPN draft kit. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft kit. And the free roll football contest is back and better than ever. $5,000 is up for grabs in our NFL contest and $1,500 in our brand new college football contest. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Howdy ho, DeGenerios, and welcome back to another action-packed episode of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Episode 196, it's gonna, I'm going to send it out to my favorite old guy, Beer League baseball team of the Cardinals, who are going to win a title because their young catcher with the dreamy eyes are going to lead them to a title. He's led them to the semifinals so far. So this goes out to all those old guys, all the old gray bushes on the Cardinals. I would be the host of this year's podcast, Jeff Chalks Fox, one of the hosts. Uh, it's not my show alone. Thank you for coming to the podcast. The fights. He uh, he owes you guys a few for riding with him through a stormy stretch. So uh, he, he promises he's going to go five and zero. Actually, he's going to go seven and zero this week. There's only five fights, but somehow he's going to he's going to uh, get seven bets. Oh, maybe maybe he'll hit some prop bets. Uh, I'm putting all that on him without telling him in advance. Let's let's bring him in um, and see what he has to say for himself. It's the man with the dreamy eyes, the the greatest catcher to ever play. For the Cardinals, it's Gumby Reland. Hello. Yeah, so I I, I won't uh, I won't promise good results because if you've been hanging with me for a couple of bad ones, uh, I first of all appreciate you hanging with me because sometimes we go through rough stretches. Uh, this is probably one of the rougher ones since we started this podcast. Uh, but I will tell you this card is uh, in addition to. In addition to being entertaining, like this is going to be a good contender series card, I would also tell you that this one is going to be weird in a lot of places. I, I think you're going to see a lot of weird fights, and who doesn't love that? Mm. Who doesn't like weird, love weird fights? Well, Gumby is, um, I didn't even say his first name, he's Daniel Vreeland, or Danny, if if you're uh, really close with him. Um, he's bearing the lead here, he, he's, he's um, modest, he's not telling you his... Uh, his stat line and and how he did on the the big big uh, playoff baseball game today for the Cardinals. Tell everyone how you did to lead the team into the semifinals. I was I was one for three with two RBIs. It was a du- two RBI double, stole base, still got it. And <laughs> and oh, I threw a guy out. Tell I threw him about a guy out. defense. Yeah, I threw a guy out stealing by like 20 feet, but it's a men's league baseball game, so you know, like people who think they can steal bases in men's league baseball games are often not correct. <laughs> Gumby is about half the age of the people playing, and uh, he's a superstar because he's willing to play catcher. Is what he tells I'm, me. I'm and, less and he's than able to get out of his crouch and throw people out. I'm less than half the age of our right fielder. He's he's at least right, uh, he's two and a third of my age. <laughs> <laughs> so those at home can do the math and, and figure out um, what he is. But yeah, it's you're the star because you're able to get out of your crouch and throw people out, right? That's uh yeah I mean I wouldn't call myself a star but yes uh that's the the general gist of it yeah and it shows how good a hitter he was 
at in university and high school and the fact he could go to one for three in in men's league is is a good name for him, so. <laughs> there you go right yeah yeah did that, you get I to mean, hit in university you didn't get I to hit not. in college though, did you? i got in i got into you the on deck circle i got into the on deck circle one time i relieved for a pitcher who used yeah. to hit for himself and uh oh. then, then i realized uh because we were getting blown out they didn't have anybody warming up behind me and my spot was due up uh like sixth in the eighth inning or something like that or in the ninth, top of the ninth and uh they loaded the bases and the kid in front of me uh bounced into a double play and ended the, ended the game uh oh. so i just i was in the on deck circle like swinging like four bats like i was gonna know what to do with any of the four <laughs> How much do you hate that kid for that was your chance, man. That was your chance. All right. This isn't a Gumby men's league baseball podcast. No, even though we could have a spinoff one. Um, you and Malcolm should have a podcast. He can talk about playing for the Newcastle Nighthawks over in Newcastle, um, uh, England. And you can talk about playing for your, your team up in, in Massachusetts. So it would be fantastic. People would love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think they would, but I, I think I would have fun talking to him <laughs> and getting all the bips and bobs of his, uh, of his lineup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The MMA gambling, uh, MLB gambling podcast is definitely uh, a fun, a fun hang. Even if you don't, like, I don't bet on baseball, and I still, I play fantasy baseball, so it, that aspect of it helps when I listen. But yeah, it's a fun listen, regardless. But anyhow, we're talking about contender series. I was going to ask you your thoughts on this card because when I was breaking it down on paper, it looked um, just like from seeing highlights of some of these people and and seeing their resumes, accolades, whatnot. Uh, seems like a pretty solid fight card. Yeah, it's it's a great one in my opinion. There are uh th- there are two fights in particular where I-, I think the UFC could have just hired all four guys. Um there is there is one fight where I would hire neither no matter what. Um but we'll we'll get into that more when we start actually breaking them down. Yeah, do we have a um I should have done this. See if if I did pre-production I would know this but how many people have they hired thus far through the first half? Um Oh, a lot. Is going a lot. Crazy. <laughs> hired everyone last week, and then yeah. And you know, I I, I could get the intern on that because we do have an intern, right? Everyone was talking about it on the uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com/slash/discord. We have an intern, apparently, an unpaid intern, right? That's correct. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, but people felt so like betrayed that we don't really have an intern, and and we tricked them, but we weren't. We'll you know, we'll take applications. We'll take applications. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, John will apply. That's probably it. I don't know if anyone else will. Now, he, he's actually pretty busy. He watches every TV show that's ever been made, so I think he's pretty busy anyhow. So, um, I, I was trying to kill time, but my computer's slow, so I, I'm not going to tell you how many people uh, UFC has hired. But yeah, it's it it's hard to predict how many of these people are going to get a contract. Um, even it's even hard to predict after you watch the event because last week we weren't thinking every person was going to get hired after their performances last week, were we? No, and and like I said before, the really frustrating thing lately about Contender Series is that even though I I think they should be making decisions based on talent, it seems like they make it based on, like, whether or not they were exciting in that one fight Um, and the fact that some of them will likely get slaughtered. Cool move. Yeah, did they do something cool? Uh, Did they do something cool and go for it is more important than would they get slaughtered (laughs) by literally every person on the roster? Yeah, because there are there. Uh, Dana's given contracts to a bunch of people where um, everyone is like, okay, that person. I'm betting against that person, no matter who they are fighting in the UFC, because that's automatic. That that person is overmatched. Like it's it's obvious that they're overmatched. 
Yeah, that that's true. Although um, there was one of them recently that was booked uh, that I uh, they they booked that human being just absolutely perfect. Which one was it? Hang on, I got I got to go back and think. You you uh, you, you can. Oh, you can, interns are already looking something else up. You you can you can put us. Oh, the, I mean, must mean I'll have to. So you can just dig into the ad reads then, and uh, <laughs> I, I'll I'll get you uh, I'll get you what we're looking for. Okay, nineteen. I finished my counting. They've hired nineteen people over five weeks. So basically. Pretty much every winner, almost. Um, they're averaging about four per um, four per week uh, are getting contracts, and basically there's five winners a week. So yeah, if you win your fight, it's good chance you're gonna get a contract unless you're on week two. And when Dana, Dana must have lost the money at the casino um, that week. Was it week two or week? Th- was week three? No, it wasn't. What week, week one was he angry at? Week one. Week one, we use angry at yeah. everyone. Yeah, that's right. It was. It was the first week. Be like Joseph Pfeiffer for a week. Yeah, he was. Uh, he must have lost a lot of the slots or something, because um, he, he didn't give anyone. So yeah, even with that, well, uh, even with only one person getting a contract that week, we've had 19 people get contracts. So it's been kind of kind of crazy with the contracts. But we we don't bet we don't bet on who's going to get contracts. We just bet on who's going to win the fights. And we've got what five fights that we're going to actually give you odds on this week. And there is a Canadian on the show. Um, which is always uh, important to me. Uh, we got a Canadian, we got a Russian, we got a Brazilian, uh, a couple of Brazilians, uh, someone from Poland, uh, Czech Republic, Japan, Brazil. Yeah, it's it's not very U.S. heavy. This is um, a very international flavor on the. Wasn't last week too? Pretty much yeah, all they, international. Yeah, they have right? pretty much all. I would say they have pretty much all season. And by the way, the what I was gonna put the intern on was we said we were gonna auto fade Jamal Pogues after this. In, uh, right, they, right. they matched him with Tafon Chukwi, which means he's no longer a heavyweight. He's going to come back down to 205, which is where I'd seen him fight for all those years. And it looked like he ballooned up when he had some time off. I don't know that I wouldn't pick Jamal Pogues over Tafon Chukwi, who has looked really bad since coming to the UFC. I might just take Pogues in that one. So Maybe the UFC does know what they're doing and can find somebody that will force me not to fade these people uh, who I said shouldn't get contracts. But we didn't. We but we promised we were going to fade them, Dan. We made. Uh, yeah, we made I don't a know. If, I don't know if I can stand by that. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's backing out on us, people. I, I think Jong decided we were we were uh, we were auto fading these people, and now our Gumby got Gumby. No, no, I almost called you by your other name, which is not applicable anymore. But Gumby almost. Almost, uh, he, he might be backing out on some of these. So anyhow, that's uh, that's enough wasting time. We're gonna get you some winning picks now. The intern is done looking things up, right? We're yeah, good. Yeah, the in- intern's done. Okay, I- intern. Um, I'll do some ad reads, and then the intern can be ready in case we need something else looked up. Let me tell you about Win. Thinking of joining WinBet now is the perfect time. New customers who bet hundred dollars get a hundred dollar free bet. If you're betting baseball, you have to check out WinBet. The reduced juice in baseball games makes them the best place to bet MLB. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day where you can get a 100% deposit bonus up to 8000 bucks. Win also just released their first quarterback with five touchdowns prop bets. And Dan says it's going to be... Dakota Rain Prescott. Yes. And he said it's going to take him two games to do that, right? You I mean, I think you get, get, get it all in one. Who are they playing first week? Uh, oh, man, this is going to make me look like a shameful Cowboys fan. I thought I saw they were playing the, the Giants, but I could be wrong. All right, that means nothing to me anyhow at this point. Uh, but if oh if the I Buccaneers, they're playing the Buccaneers on Sunday night. Buccaneers on Sunday night. Oh okay. All right, five touchdowns coming. 
There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. The Tampa was very, the uh, interim was very quick looking up the NFL schedule. That's impressive. I didn't even have to ask him. Uh, that was the nicest part of it. No, I know. It's good. Uh, maybe the job isn't isn't open. We were going to ask for um, for applicants, but perhaps uh, this this current temp is doing okay. I'm going to tell you about OzTrader now. What is OzTrader, you may ask? OzTrader is the, the A place or the place. We'll say A place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. It also has a bet tracker so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire, B-L-U-E-W-I-R-E. And then they'll know that we sent you oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And how about some free roll football contests, y'all? The free roll football contests are here. We've got a college football contest with $1,500 up for grabs and an NFL contest with $5,000 and a two-night stay at Win Las Vegas up for grabs. You can sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Wow. A lot of stuff coming out of Gumby's pay. You're not going to get paid for a while now. I don't know how much you get paid normally, but yeah, that's uh, some some hefty hefty sums we're giving away so um and when you're in the discord pop into the the fights channel and, and say hi to us especially be there tuesday so we can um rejoice the, the return of gumby and the winning picks because uh it's a true you're gonna go seven and oh this week despite there only being five fights <laughs> yeah maybe maybe we'll throw two props in there and those will hit <laughs> <laughs> throw a prop in it for okay let's uh let's start making some picks we already told you all about the card and the uh nationalities of the fighters uh we're gonna start off with Featherweights, how about Alex Morgan, the Canadian versus what's his first name? The builder guy is Blake. What? Blake. Blake the Builder. His nickname, his middle name is not uh, his nickname is not the, but it should be. You say it's Twitter, right? Yeah, his Twitter and his Instagram are both Blake the Builder. No, okay. that, that's it. His last name is not spelt. It's B-I-L-D-E-R, but hey, a lot of you degens probably think that's how you spell builder anyhow. So fair enough. All right, let's break down the fight. We're gonna tell you about builder first. He's six oh and one. One knockout, three submissions. He's the CFFC champion, which is impressive. A very uh, solid, solid uh, regional promotion. He's at plus 185. Alex Morgan, not the female American soccer player. He is a Canadian MMA fighter out of TriStar Gym in Quebec. Uh, he's the chess master. He's 11-4 with six knockouts. He's been submitted three times. He's won two straight fights and four of his last five. His last fight was a tko win for him he's got multiple regional championships on his mantle yes he's two inches taller than the builder guy bob the builder blake the builder can you fix it yes you can minus 215 for morgan so i'm sure gumby can fill more fill more of the blanks there uh, i just gave you the the basis there and over to you for a winning pick and tell us some uh, tell us about these gentlemen yeah, so I uh, so I really like Alex Morgan in this spot, uh, despite the fact that he's kind of a larger favorite. The the height for me is a big piece here because uh, Builder is not particularly great at determining distance. Um, you know, he, he throws kind of like wide punches uh, and he like wades in really slowly, whereas pretty much everything Alex Morgan throws is like tight and straight. It's like a quick one, too. He really loves Um 
and, and like it, he's shown against really high level competition that that one two works. Like he he was tagging Charles Jordan pretty heavily when they fought like four years ago, um, and, and then like got hit with like a weird spinning back fist and ultimately lost by submission. But like he he was getting the better of Charles Jordan on the feet, which you know should be something that automatically gets you hired to the UFC after you know like winning a couple of fights right after having like a you know pretty good showing against Charles Jordan. Um, in, you know, I, I think Builder's probably best route to a victory is going to be to shoot a lot of takedowns and kind of use his wrestling. But the thing is, is like, first of all, you don't really want to do that too, too much on contender series. And the second thing is, I think he's got kind of some holes in his like positional top game. It seems like decent grapplers kind of just work back to their feet and knowing that like Morgan is kind of a wily veteran and like has been around the block. I'm sure he will be like ready to pop a right back up if he gets hit or uh, gets taken down. So yeah, I'm I'm gonna go with Morgan here. I I think he's uh, the a much sharper striker. I think the height helps him a lot, and he should be able to take this one. But weren't weren't we gonna get fade the Canadian shirts made, Dan? And you're not fading the Canadian here. I'm not gonna fade the Canadian here. But to be fair, uh, all of the things I usually do didn't help me in the last couple weeks. <laughs> uh. Yeah, well, uh, have you changed your your approach to picking these fights? Are, are you gun shy now? Or are you are you second guessing yourself, or are you still like trusting your instincts here and and all the research you do into this stuff and and just uh, chalking this up to uh, bad luck? I've been thinking a lot more, and I don't know if it changed what my picks would have been at all, but I've been thinking a lot more about uh, intention in in what fighters do as far as their thought process and how that sometimes changes with contender yeah. series. Um, I, I don't know necessarily that it's going to change any of the picks that I'm talking about today, but I have been thinking about it more at least. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. After that first week, Dana, uh, Uncle Dana, yelling at everyone for for not being Joe. Pfeiffer, you um, you never know how people are going to be entering these fights. Like, if they're a grappler, are they going to grapple, or are they going to think they have to throw bombs and and hope hope they get lucky? Because, as we said uh, off the top, Dana is just looking for for uh, clips. Uh, he's not looking for good fighters apparently all the time, at least. No, it does it doesn't seem that way at least. Yeah. All right, moving on. Now that we've uh, I've I've brought them, uh, forced myself in, in, inside of Dan's brain. Let's tell you about a female fight. They're actually having another female fight here. Victoria, except it's spelled V-I-K-T-O-R-I-Y-A. That would maybe about the 27th guess on how to spell that name, if, if I was asked <laughs> to spell it. I, I, probably about 26 other variations of Victoria before I got to that one. Uh, Dudakova, excuse me. Victoria Dudakova is her name. A Russian lady versus a Maria Silva, a Brazilian woman. And they are fighting at straw weight. Um, let's tell you about... Dudakova first, 5-0 with one knockout, four submissions. So she's a finishing machine. Four years younger than Silva, three inches taller than her, plus 190. I'm not giving, I don't think I'm giving any, no, I don't have reach for anyone on this card, or I have reach for one half of a fight and not the other half. So I can't get your reach uh, data because uh, these people have not fought uh, under a, a UFC uh, banner where they have tape measures. Other promotions don't have tape measures. The UFC has uh, has the market cornered on that. Um, all right, tell you about Silva. Viuva Negra. Is her name, which means uh, something with black. Yes, I, I I don't know what that is. I've got no clue. You're not a you're not a Marvel fan. Black Widow. Oh, yeah. No, I'm not. A, I don't watch superhero movies. No. Well, well, look at you. You know, I don't either, but I have a kid. So your kids, <laughs> your, uh, your kids are into DC, right? They're into Spider-Man. That's that's they, uh, DC. That's not Marvel. 
I, yeah, they're in like the, the cartoons, though. It's not even like the movies yes. or anything. There you go. Soon enough. Um, all right. Silva is eight and oh. So we got someone is going to lose a zero here unless we end up with the draw. She's eight and oh, two knockouts, three submissions. She was one and oh in the contender series. Do you remember who she fought the first time and beat? Because I, yeah, she'd be, she be Catherine Paparaki, who was on uh, the Ultimate Fighter shortly thereafter. Right. I remember, I remember the name. I don't remember their fight. It must not have been an impressive fight. Uh, cause she's back again for more minus one ninety, So she's a pretty sizable favorite here. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm good. I'm going to go dog here. I, I'm going to go with Whoa. Victoria Dudikova. Um, because you're right. The Maria Silva fight with Catherine Paparaki was not particularly good. Um, in the thing I noticed about Maria Silva, cause I went back and watched that fight. And I also went back and watched her fight. Uh, cause she fought for Aries shortly after too. She fought for Aries, um, like half a year ago. Um, and the thing I noticed about her style of striking is she just kind of, she moves forward with so much intent and so much like kind of reckless abandon that like, it's almost guaranteed she will be in a clinch in almost no time. Like automatically she will be in a clinch soon because of the way she just like needlessly runs forward. And, and when she fought, she fought Wozniak, Elena, uh Wozniak and Aries. And in that fight, she threw a kick and got caught and her back was taken within 10 seconds. Like it was really, really bad. Um, So like, I think her striking could lead to her being taken down. And also, I don't think she's all that great off of her back. And the reason I like Dudakova in that spot then is because, first of all, Dudakova is not good at striking. I'm just going to be straight up here. I'm taking her, you know, plus 190, despite the fact she, she's bad at striking. She's particularly bad at striking. But with that being said, she's a really strong wrestler. Like her in the clinch with her like clinch takedowns. She'll also work in a double occasionally. It's good. And when she's on top, I also think she's strong. Like she seems to hold positions pretty well. She seems to, you know, look for chokes really well. She's got like a bunch of rear naked chokes. So, you know, seeing Silva kind of, you know, not, not struggle with Paparaki. She beat Paparaki pretty clearly, but like she didn't look great against Paparaki and she, and Paparaki looked like, you know, and, and no offense. Cause I, I actually really liked her. Uh, story and when they talked talked about her on the Ultimate Fighter, I liked Pat Rocky, but she just looked like probably one of the worst women in the house in the last season, of the Ultimate Fighter. So for Silva to have not looked great against her and Dudakova, again, she's gonna be a worse striker, but I think she's gonna be in enough clinches here where she gets a takedown or two uh, and dominates on top. Usually, you like to pick the a returning contender series person to win right usually you think they're only going to be invited back if the ufc is really high on them and normally they give them a good matchup the second time around right you're going I, against that this time so that that's usually true i will say you know she she did fight and beat a pretty good prospect in like i said a, a walina uh wozniak who is on aries and she wound up winning that fight by submission which was kind of wild because you know, like she was getting badly out grappled for the first part of it. And it looked like Wozniak maybe like lost some gas in there too, but like beating a good fighter and it being a fight that's on fight pass. Right. Cause, cause Aries is on fight pass now. Like, I think that that makes it easier for them to give her a second shot. Um, but I didn't like, I, when she beat Pep Rocky, I did not circle her as somebody who needs a second shot. Well, there you go. So he's going to, go against her and lucky for you people uh you have almost a two to one favorite underdog here so get on that quick because as we've proven previous weeks 
we do move lines around these parts. Well, Gumby moves lines. So uh, last week, a lot of lines changed drastically from from what we were uh, saying they were. Or actually, it was the, the regional. Our last uh, episode when we talked about the regional uh, contest happened over the weekend. A lot of lines shifted on us since since recording. So obviously, people are listening. That's got to be it. Um, people that make the lines. Or actually, people are betting very heavy on, on what we all right, let's move on to lightweight. It says a ramble on. Rodrigo Lidio versus Matias or Matej Rebecki. Um, so, as I already told you, lightweight. Um, let's break it down first with Lidio. The Dynamis, the D Y N A M I S, the Dynamis is his nickname. He's 12 and two with nine knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice. He's four inches taller than Rebecki, so he should have a size advantage. He'd, Guess he probably would have about a four-inch reach advantage, all things being equal as well. Plus 195 for him. Rebecca Chinzik. Chinzik is his nickname, which I don't know what it means. And neither does Dan, right? Uh, I I looked it up because when I saw it, I was like, oh, I should know the Polish nickname. It translates, according to Google, to the Chinese. (laughs) Nice. But he's not Chinese, is he? He He does not appear to be. Yeah, it's like that Seinfeld. You're not Chinese. Yeah. All right. Anyhow, um, he is 15 to one. That's one thing I can tell you almost for certain, because that's straight from Tapology, uh, not that other site. Uh, he's eight knockouts, five submissions. Uh, he's three years younger than than Lidio. Minus 230 is the number on this fight for him. Yeah. So uh, this is one of those ones where I said that that both fighters should clearly be hired. Rebecca and Lidio both belong okay. in the UFC. Like Lidio has some of the most insane power I've seen his left hook would sleep just about any 55 or if he landed it flush, he's pretty like dangerous moving forward or moving back, but I'm going to pick against him here. I'm going to go with the big favorite in Rebecca, mostly just because Rebecca is such a good grappler. Like he's so good on the mat. I actually watched a grappling contest between him and Matthews Gamron. Um, and while Gamrot won the match, it was like competitive. It was really competitive. Um, so for me, uh, you know, I, I re- I'll usually favor the grappler anyway. Uh, I am a little bit worried that he's going to get punch happy because it's contender series and try to stand a bang. Um, but with that being said, I also think just like he's a fun guy on the ground. He's like one from like crucifix elbows like a bunch of times, which is, is kind of fun. He, he's exciting on the ground. And also... Ladio is is a guy who, when somebody shoots a takedown on him, he seems almost like okay with it, and then he like tries to counter the position or sweep afterwards, which has worked kind of well for him in the past. But I just think it will work so terribly against a guy like Rebecca. So you know, I'm I'm kind of banking on the idea that Rebecca shoots a takedown in the first 30 seconds, so he doesn't accidentally eat one of those big left hands. Uh, but as soon as it's on the ground, it's his world. All right. So Rebecca, we're, we're back to the chalk. Rebecca is the pick. Um, are you proud of me not uh, inserting a, a? You said fun guy, and I didn't like insert a, a corny joke and interrupt you. I just like a, like a, like a like a mushroom joke. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just I'm tired. I'm tired today, so I'm just letting you, letting you let it be. Um, all right, so that is what three fights in the book. He's got you one dog so far. I'm going to tell you about uh, our last couple uh, sponsors, and then we will give you the rest of the winning picks this week. Who am I going to tell you about first? Whom am I going to tell you about first? Promo guy. Just like you guys, I'm always looking for new angles and tools to maximize my betting profits, but I never thought I would see such solid results so quickly. You got to check out promo guide. 
U.S. is run by a small crew of passionate sports bettors. We simply want to share the analytics they've developed over the last decade, and it is an absolute bullet of mine. Promoguide.us literally takes the house at the bench and puts it in your pocket. By putting in the work to find the best promos, odds boosts, and bonuses that sportsbooks have to offer, Promoguide.us has tracked profits in 19 consecutive months. So go to promoguy.us, G-U-Y.us, and follow their proven methods by signing up for as many sportsbooks as possible, reaping in huge bonuses, and subscribing to their Plus EV picks. It's your own personal guide to betting like a pro. Once again, that's promoguy.us. And finally, let me tell you about, last but not least, Run Your Pool RYP. Run Your Pool is the home of competition, bringing sports fans and their social circles together to compete, connect, and make every game matter more. When Your Pool offers every game type under the sun from Pick'em and Survivor to Fantasy Pools. It's a one-stop shop for sports gaming with customizable features that you don't get anywhere else. We've teamed up with RYP to host a pool for our official SGPN NFL Survivor Contest. Hop in now to reserve your spot. $500 cash plus $250 gift certificate to the SGPN store to the winner. That would be sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash store where you can get lots of gear, including a Gumby t-shirt a MMA gambling podcast t-shirt and whatnot. So here's, here's what you got to do. If, if, you're, if you're cheap and you don't want to actually buy those shirts and gear I told you about, you can try to win this contest. Sign up today over at play.runyourpool.com slash SGPN. That is play.run, R-Y-N, your R-O-U-R, pool, P-O-O-L, dot com slash S-G-P-N. Okay. We told you about Lirio and Rebecca. Let's go to the co-main event. It is a light heavyweight fight. Is this Matias? M-A-T-E-J. Is it Matias Penaz? Matei, I believe it is. Matei. Okay, that's right. Yeah, Matei. How do you say the last name, Dan? Penaj. It's Penaj. Okay. Matei Penaj. I could have said another word because it's almost spelt that way. Ha ha. <laughs> Versus Cedric Dumas. So that's a very good name, too. He has very cool hair, too, from the pictures I've seen of him. Does he still have cool hair like that, Dan? Cedric's. I, I I don't I, I I haven't gotten a good look at his hair lately. <laughs> you don't care? That's a very important thing when you're batting fights. But anyhow. Speaking um, of, you know who has really nice hair right now? No, no, I can I, I can. Uh, Not me. You know, show, show favorite and patron saint, uh, Andre Petrovsky. Uh, you guys should go oh, check really? out. Yeah, you guys should go check out his Instagram and check out Andre Petrovsky's hair now because he's. Now, in addition to sporting that gnarly dark black beard, he also has bleach blonde hair on top of it. So it's it's a good look. <laughs> oh, wow. Dan is always creeping, usually male fighters, actually exclusively male fighters, Instagrams to check. And he's always reporting on what their bodies look like and whatnot. <laughs> so you, you can count on that. That's one thing you can count on on this podcast. All right. Let's tell you about this this year fight, too. Uh, Panache versus Dumas. I'm going to tell you about Dumas first. He's the Reaper. He's six and zero with one knockout. Uh, sorry, four knockouts, one submission. Used to fight at middleweight, plus 145 on him. Panaz, nickname Money. He's six and zero with five knockouts. Used to fight as, as well at middleweight. Was also a pro kickboxer and pro 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 Muay Thai fighter. Pro is not a word in this situation. He's a year younger than Dumas, minus 170. So this this is the fight I've been back and forth the most on uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, the, the first reason is, is that, you know, you mentioned the Muay Thai kickboxing background of Panache, and I think it, it really clearly shows. He's just like a really strong striker. He does a really good job of like, if he backs you up against the cage, which he's actually quite good at doing, he he just like throws combinations together 
And I've seen him finish multiple fights with just like barrages of punches that like eventually one of them just crumbles his opponent. So like he is a really good kickboxer. But with that being said, I've never seen him really have to defend a takedown. I don't know that sometimes he used to go to SD Dumas, but Cedrique's uh, Dumas, I'm not sure I've ever seen him shoot a takedown, but I know now that that is a question that we have to ask. But what I do know about Dumas is that he has some of the most insane power I have ever seen on a dude. Uh, just like he threw a head kick. That was one of the most brutal things I've seen him knock people out with liver kicks. Um, you know, I, I actually got to see a couple of his amateur fights, uh, due to a promotion I used to work for, um, in like big knockouts back then too, with hooks and stuff like that. Like the guy has just got insane power. So for me, I, you know, I, I, I've been back and forth on this fight like three different times. And ultimately what I decided was, is like, I think Panage is going to like back him up, wait in go to throw like a three piece combo and then just eat one counter. And it is going to be so freaking over with that power shot from Dumas. So despite the fact, I ultimately think he is not a better fighter than Panage. I'm going to pick Cedrique's Dumas. And Dana White will love him then if he gets dominated and then wins with one flashy thing. I'm going to say this though. I actually think both, this is another one of those fights where I was like, both of these guys could get hired. Like Alex Morgan, Blake Builder. Yeah, Alex Morgan, Blake Builder, both very good fighters. Like, I could see both of them in the UFC one day. Uh, Rodrigo Lidio and Matthews Rebeski is, like, both of those guys could be in the UFC one day. I think both of these two guys could, too. Um, You know, they're they're 6-0, 205ers. Who's to say, like, the loser doesn't win three in a row and wind back on the Contender Series? Especially, like I said, if, if, like, Panage is backing him down and Dumas lands the big blow. Hire Dumas and Panage goes and gets a couple of wins for Cage Titans and is right back in there. Uh, just give the loser a contract like they did with the uh, with the flyweights last year. Car- Carlos I, Candelario. It hasn't yep. voted well for Carlos Candelario either. <laughs> nope. No, it has not. So, all right. Main event time. Should this fight be? Yeah, it actually should. Yes. I was going to ask you, should this fight be the main event? But I don't know much about Henrique. Uh, Superfan Jong just posted some video he found of him in the in our uh, Discord. But um, I, Jong is high on his opponent this week and he's been already posting intel on him even before gumby got to it that would be yusaku kinoshita and he's fighting jose henrique uh, he's one of those brazilians with a million different names but uh, he's going by henrique it seems at least on uh, topology this is a welterweight fight i'm gonna tell you about henrique first canela is his nickname so he has a bunch of names plus he has a nickname um he's five and oh with two knockouts he used to fight at middleweight going down for this one he's five inches taller than kinoshita plus 170 he was a very tall middleweight i think he's what six five is he not six four six, he's five, six I think? he's six five yeah there you go so he's a very very big he's gonna be extremely big 170 pounder if he makes it 170 pounds uh kinoshita is five and one three knockouts two submissions never been finished in a fight so he has never gone to a decision in any fight by my math, he won his last fight via knockout, minus 180 on him. And I've seen some highlights in him. Uh, I should mention his one loss was due to disqualification. Uh, he was finishing off in a, uh, a fighter. It was in, was it in one? It was in um, somewhere where you could, where you could kick, uh, you could kick a grounded fighter and he grabbed. Oh, it was, it was Ryzen. It was Ryzen, right. Ryzen. Yes. Yeah, he, he got, he got uh, disqualified for grabbing the fence to gain his balance when he was kicking someone in the face so anyhow um it was just a slip up by him it was not 
really a loss uh, based on on um, skill at least. So he is, if I didn't say it already, he's minus 180 for this fight. Go ahead. Yeah, in in it, it's worth noting he wasn't kicking the guy in the head on the ground. He was stomping Stomp. the guy's head on the ground, <laughs> yeah. um, yes, which is allowed in Ryzen, which is just wild. Um, with that being said, yeah, no, I'm all over uh, Kinoshita here along with Jong. I, I think. First of all, he's kind of a, a fun guy to watch because he's got, like I said with Dumas, he's got big power. Um, I've seen him, you know, good uh, knee knockout previously. Uh, what he was doing to Sumamura when he, he did eventually stomp his head illegally, um, like he was already, you know, going to knock <laughs> that dude out. Um, but like, he, he's a lot of fun to watch, has a lot of power. He's also kind of got like that, I want to say it's karate or taekwondo inspired wide stance he leaps in kind of like Machida used to but he doesn't quite get out the same way I would say if he makes the UFC that's the one thing I'm concerned about is like he'll he'll jump into range but he doesn't jump out of range the same way a lot of karate guys do or taekwondo guys do so like he got good power he moves in and out those things are going to be really helpful against the guy who's six foot five at welterweight but like here's the other thing about Henrique fighting as a six foot five welterweight, he looks so awkward. Um, he throws this, I, I want to say it's a hook because it, it's somewhere in between a hook and an underhook. And it's not even like a shovel hook. He he throws this weird kind of like sidearm punch that he like dips down for, I think because he's so used to being so much taller than his opponent. It's awkward as hell, but I don't think it's good. <laughs> awkward i think it's bad awkward and i think it's gonna get him countered and just like absolutely knocked out um he, he also has like a whole lot of like bad habits that uh really tall guys get sometimes like he just backs up with his head back um because he's used to people not being able to reach that or close the distance um he also just like doesn't jab hardly ever i think because again he's like he doesn't need to find his range if his opponent's in his range he like you know, if his opponent is going to throw a strike, they're in his range. So like he thinks he doesn't have to jab, but you'd think like, you know, a jab would probably do him some good. So he's got some weird, bad tendencies. And I think Kinoshita just like takes advantage of all of them and absolutely blasts him here. So there you go. Um, that is the pick in the main event. Kinoshita looks like um, a pretty solid um, prospect. I'm hoping he actually wins here, not just because you picked him, but he looks like he's a pretty exciting fighter. I would like to see in the UFC. Yeah, and, and to your point originally about this being the main event, I think with Kinoshita, I, I like yeah. him being a fighter that's highlighted. But in terms of it being like a good fight, I, I would, you know, or or putting the the highest level talent on there, I think Lydia versus yeah. Rebecca is the highest talented uh, fight on the card. No, yes, uh, I was. Yeah, I said I I said I did not know a lot about Henrique. So, uh, yeah, that side of the equation I didn't know about for sure. So, all right. Who's getting contracts? Do you want to say or is it doesn't make any difference or can yeah. we really predict these things? You know, I, I would say uh, there there are two people who worry me that they could win. You know, if, if all my predictions are correct, there are two people who worry me that could win and not get a title or not get a, a contract. They yeah. not get a title, um, not get a contract. Uh, Dudikova is one of them. She's a, a good wrestler and she's got good sub skills. But if Maria Silva is able to just like nullify the submission portion of that, it's just going to be boring wrestling for 15 minutes. And like she yeah. can win that decision and will win that decision if, if that's what happens. But like it ain't going to be fun to watch. That's for damn sure. So right. uh, that worries me. 
if Rebecca is going to just shoot a takedown 30 seconds into the fight, um, I think he's going to find a finish ultimately, but you know, same thing, you know, he's fighting a, a Brazilian granted a Brazilian who's a little bit more striking oriented, but who knows, maybe if his ground game gets nullified, but like, you know, Alex Morgan's going to go in there and throw bombs. Dumas is going to go in there and knock somebody out. And Kinoshita is going to knock somebody out. So like, the two who I think need to wrestle to win would be the ones I worry about the most. It's hard to find a finish when you're fighting a Brazilian. If you're fighting someone from what Helsinki, it would be easier, right? Helsinki. What? Why are there? Are there? Is there there's no Finnish fighters, are there? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, let me think of a place in in Finland, Dan. Give me a city in Finland for my. No, joke. Finland is in Helsinki. Helsinki. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But... So you're you're not going to get a finish if you fight a Brazilian. Oh, fi- fin- Finnish. Yeah, you, oh. you made me question my bad joke. It was a bad joke. <laughs> Then you then you ruined it by making me um, I don't get to sleep after so I'd have no idea if I'm saying the correct city but yeah I was correct it was a good joke I thought, Someone I thought you were saying Panage is from Finland and he's no. he's not he's from Czech Republic <laughs> well, hopefully Payos in the uh, Discord enjoys my jokes he, he laughs at my jokes sometimes so uh, hopefully he uh, he approved of that one um, and hopefully you all approved of Gumby's picks oh which one you're gonna get wrong are we still playing that game or should we play which one you're gonna get right ha ha ha. I mean, if oof, uh, yeah, it's, it feels wrong to just assume a four and one at this point. So maybe I'll just hang off of that okay. um, and, and not predict that. <laughs> all right. So there's all your picks. Hopefully uh, he hits on some. Hopefully he at least hits on the underdogs to to make some money. Um, if he gets cold feet or if he, if he needs to course correct while the event's going on, make sure you're, as I said, in our Discord and, and you, we can all course correct together. Um, hopefully there will be none of that needed because. Uh, um, Gumby's got winning picks. If not, maybe we'll stomp his head illegally next time we see him. Right? Does that sound fair? <laughs> yeah, I mean, at at this rate, uh, if people decided to stomp my head after those last two weeks, I I would not I would not blame them. You're not going to stomp the king of the Gogo plot his head. He'll he'll uh, have you in the shoulder lock before you know it. So, all right, um, that's it for this episode. Uh, thank you for listening. Uh, follow us. On Twitter, SGPN MMA would be our main Twitter feed. Dan likes to put fun videos and whatnot on there, so get in on that. Plus, I am at Jeff Fox Writer. He is at Gumby Vreeland. I already told you about Discord. I already told you about the store. Give us some reviews. We just gave away a gift card to a lucky winner. Um, one of our reviews. Plus, we sent some swag to another uh, person who put through a uh, absolutely ridiculous funny review that the boss thought was great so he said send that guy some swag so guy or gal some swag so uh, keep those reviews coming in and next time we uh, give away something perhaps you win because it doesn't matter when you put the review in because um, we we, uh, we draw our winners from our whole um, review so you could have given us a review 58 years ago and you'll still be in the contest so um my MMA site is moneymma.substack.com. Get in there, get in, uh, subscribe there. There's a free tier, there's a paid tier if you want to have everything that I write and all the salary databases and stats and stuff that, that I keep. Um, get in there, it's nice and cheap if you do want to subscribe. Uh, I'm paid, if not free is fine, and you can enter my pick em contest if you're in the, in the free tier. So definitely get in that. Um, and Gumby, it probably won't drop before we record, but Gumby hosts another podcast if you haven't heard. It's called the Top Turtle MMA Podcast. He has wonderful people on it. Do you want to talk about this week's or is this week's not um, not solidified yet? No, it's solidified. Uh, I talked to Trey Waters, uh, who's going to be fighting on week seven of the Contender Series. Uh, it actually wasn't announced on uh, Tapology even when I uh, interviewed him. Uh, I, I think I got sourced with the... Uh, 
the peep the person who got the tapology changed, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, so I'll be talking to Trey Waters, who's on week seven, and then I'll also be talking oh, to nice. Leon Leon Liu, who is fighting on week nine of Contender Series. All right, so there you go. That's Touch Riddle MMA podcast. I think I told you everything else you need to know. We will be back on Wednesday. The UFC is back. UFC's first, the Octagon's first time ever uh, dropping down in France, Paris, France. It will be going down on Saturday. Cyril Gain versus Tai Tuivasa is the main event. And we got a banger co-main event too. Robert Whittaker versus Marvin Vittori. And we have some other fun fights in the card as well. So that will be kicking off on the weekend. So we will be back after last week having no UFC. We will be back with our normal UFC prelim picks on Wednesday. Main card picks on Thursday. That's when we'll be in your ear, invading your ear holes, whether you like it or not. Once again, uh, I'm going to let Gumby take us home this episode. Go right ahead. I'm Danny Gumby Reeland. He's Chinzik Jeff Fox. And we will see you uh, on Wednesday.